In a world where our best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Welcome to season two of Shit Show. We are here and we are Gus and Rig. My name is Rig. You are Gus. I'm so excited I can't even get the words out. That's it. How are you, Gus? Out goes our specifically worded two-line intro that I told you to say. No, I know, but that's always coming. But I was just going to say how excited I am to see you and be on the mic. Well, I've seen you for a long, long period of time. It's <laughs> the first time we're actually on the mic again together. A- absolutely, mate. It's been 14 months since uh, since the last episode of Shit Show, and the dungeon could not look spiffier. <laughs> new fridge, new ass. New- <laughs> Everything besides that, though, has not awful. changed, and it sucks. Yeah. Still, still real gross down here, which is just the way you like it. <laughs> it sure is. But, guys, welcome to Shit Show, where every week we showcase the world's greatest dumpster fires, past and present, and you know what? Before we get stuck right in, Gus, we have got to throw to one of our sponsors because this year we go on big. So we're going to toss over to them. Roll it. Mateship. Loyalty. Diggers. Servos. Mateship again. Not being a dog. Footy huddles. Bin chickens. Rorts. Having a red hot go. New prime ministers. $10 schnitties with pepper sauce. $3 skewies at the bolo, lying to bouncers. These are the foundations that our great nation is built on. Is your company slash brand slash not-for-profit slash tax front built on these same foundations? As a proud Australian-owned company, do you embrace and encourage traits like having a red-hot go, loyalty, and not being a dog? Yeah, of course you bloody well do. So sling your wallet where your lips are and lob us a pineapple. Or blow smoke up your ass on air for 30 seconds, and we swear it's not going into the Bricky's laptop at the Ari. You can get in touch with us via Facebook. We are on there. Just literally search Shit Show. We are on there. Give us a private message. Make it sexy. Uh, or don't. What? No, okay. Don't. No, we weren't. No, it's okay. business. Yep, fine. All business, no pleasure. You fucking prude. <laughs> Anyway, send us a thing through Facebook. If you want to send us an email, if you want to send us something that is a bit more substantial, shitshow.au at gmail.com. And we are also on Insta at Gus and Rig. And needless to say, all those things are facts. They are definitely the truth. And we are about to run into our first segment, which you have this week, mate. Um, so you've got all the, all the dirty details for our segments this week, whereas I'll have the more substantial media portion later on in the piece. And our first cab off the rank is Trainwreck Trophy. Which means that the first thing that we have to do is obviously unveil the new Trainwreck Trophy theme song. Raise the curtain. I cannot wait for people to be driving in their cars or on the train and listen to that absolute up yours to music and rhythm. (laughs) I've unlearnt everything that I knew previously, but also I still feel like weirdly this is the thing that will end up getting copyright sued over. Oh, we absolutely will. (laughs) When we get a cease and desist, it will definitely be over this. So you've got the segments this week, mate. So Trainwreck Trophy... 
you've gone away and you found the greatest train wrecks from the last week. What have you found? Yeah, well, I've actually found the greatest train wrecks uh, from the last 14 months because first cab <laughs> off the rank, sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. Okay, so the first one is from a, a young man called Jaden Ledford in the US. I hate... Jaden's, Braden's, Zayden's. What are these names? You're going to hate this even more when you no. find out how it's spelt. No. <laughs> J-A-Y-D-I-N. No. <laughs> it's gross. That is the worst. It's It actually defies logic that a parent can hate their unborn kid already. <laughs> the only thing that would have been worse in that scenario was if there was no vowel and it was just an apostrophe. Oh, or, yes. Or asterisk. J at symbol yen sign. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so a guy with the worst name ever, Ledford. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's come out because uh, he's a um, he's a left leaning uh, bloke in the states. He's against that is not what I have expect would expect from a guy named Jaden. Jaden, exactly. So he's already bucking the stereotype. Yeah. Uh, he is anti guns, um, and there's been a new law that's come out. Um, called I-1639. I'm not going to bore you with it, but basically it's what? anti-guns. No, bo- bore me with it. Because Absolutely is not. Is it as interesting as it sounds? Definitely not. <laughs> it sounds like a highway, and it's as interesting <laughs> as that. Uh, so it's anti-guns. He's yep. come out, and there's a there's a lot of people that are that are saying, look, this, is, uh, this isn't something that we're about. But at the same time, he's from Washington, and I'm like, I don't know what you want here, mate. I don't know what you want. He's come out and tweeted, I-1639 is law. Sheriffs that are non-compliant will be shot. What? By me. (laughs) (laughs) And if you think that that guy's kidding or is in some way just like uh, just pissing in the wind, uh, so to speak, he then goes on to say on Facebook, I really want to kill a police officer. Okay. I, (laughs) I got a couple of questions here. Only a couple. Only a couple. Fire. My, my main one is the overarching question, which is, you know how you have left wing and right wing? Sure. If you've ever watched a bird fly, the motion at which they arc out to soar, right, yes. and then they come back, is that what the actual political spectrum is, where it's actually less wings out here, more a circle, because this dude sounds like he's gone so left, yeah, he started he's, going right. Exactly. This is, the, this is the only thing about extremism. I think that it rips the space-time continuum and ends up becoming somehow the opposite. It is literally like those movies where it's like, this is so bad, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway... Uh, he has then uh, obviously been charged. Uh, they have the cops have come down at him like a ton of bricks. FBI have gotten involved and of been course. like, "Yeah, we're absolutely taking this guy in. <laughs> we are looking at you pretty hard." Yeah. So he's uh, he's currently uh, in a bit of hot water because <laughs> after they <laughs> after they questioned him, he basically said, "No, I'm not serious." But I am serious that if people don't take gun control seriously, I will shoot them. And they went, <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. But you're not serious about killing cops? And he's like, no, no. So they, they release him. Then <laughs> This sounds ridiculous. Then the local sheriff in his town that he knows, he posts on Facebook and says, this guy's name is Sheriff Ozzy Nezovich. Uh, he says, Ozzy Nezovich is going to get a bullet in his skull. <laughs> 
So <laughs> this thing is really ramping up. Wow. Very, very quickly. And uh, that is where it's at at the moment. Is he is <laughs> That's where it's at. <laughs> he is currently being detained by the FBI because he will not stop threatening cops who are anti who are pro guns with his guns because he anti guns <laughs> but he got guns you know what the thing about guns is guns don't kill people pro gun people kill people <laughs> when anti gun people have to step in mate uh, th- th- this is one of those things that I'm that I'm going uh, for again where it's like in that political sphere where like there are people on both sides of the aisle that are good friends i wonder if this is actually the same thing where it's just like hey we don't meet eye to eye, you and me, Aussie, Sheriff Aussie. But let me tell you something. I'll pull a bullet, bullet through your skull. <laughs> I don't think this And is then, that. like, go to the diner afterwards. I do not think that's... And just like, look, man, it's just for Twitter. Oh, I, I don't think that's this. I really <laughs> you don't. Get, you get how politics is, right, buddy? Sure. I, I think a, a guy who, who became a small-town sheriff called Aussie Nezovich probably has some demons to battle, <laughs> as it is. So when a kid comes out on Facebook and basically tells him he's going to kill him, he's, he's <laughs> probably not having the best day. Anyway, so <laughs> there's that's... only one bar in town. <laughs> one bar, one sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> one gun. <laughs> Anyways, the second one is uh, this one. Charles Lamb, who is dead. (laughs) (laughs) That is possibly the best start to any train wreck trophy I've heard ever. Right. So Charles Lamb, a man, a dead man, um, (laughs) is currently coming second in in an electoral primary in Oklahoma. (laughs) Because this is literally a Simpsons episode come to life. Yeah, exactly. He's he's the former mayor, and before he died, he re-elected to run, so he has to be put on the ballot in no. some weird bylaw. So all of these people in Oklahoma are like, "Yeah, dead Charles! <laughs> Everyone vote for dead Charles!" And all of his uh, his other uh, his, his opponents, yeah, are coming out and subtly supporting him as well apart from the guy who's currently winning. Because, here's the loophole. If a dead guy wins, yeah. then the mayor's office gets to pick who the mayor is. Right. So basically all these people are coming out and being like, well, the guy who's in first, if he wins, we've got no chance. And he's ahead by a lot. But if dead Charles wins, <laughs> maybe we'll win. So it's this bizarre but like, backwards When they say the mayor's thing. office wins, does that mean like everyone at Town Hall? Does it just mean like no, it, the, it, the cleaners, the office staff? Like, it's like who... What, are they, like, who all, gets, are who, they yeah, all mayor? Like, like, no, like who gets the picking ability? Uh, the Edmund City Council. So they sit down right, and right, the, right, council, right. the council, the council just, yeah, vote right. on it. And, and so the whole thing becomes exactly the same as normal politics, but heaps smaller and way easier to buy. This is right up there with that town in America that elected a dog as its mayor. I am a big fan of that town. <laughs> is it a dead dog? No, it's not. Because... Which is why this one, I think, is just in front. <laughs> which dead Chuck should already be. Ah, <laughs> oh, dead Chuck Lamb. The mayor we always wanted. Anyway, so that's number two. And didn't deserve and will not get. <laughs> All right. So number three, uh, this is, it's just so good. And it's, it's a little long, so, so stick with it. 
If you've already heard this, I apologize. I literally, literally have no choice. Okay. You're here, but that door is closer <laughs> to you than it is to me. <laughs> so uh, there's a, a woman who recently um, had a full-blown meltdown on social media because she decided to name her child something strange, which is ties nicely into the whole Jaden conversation. Yeah. But this name makes Jaden... <laughs> With an at sign, a yen sign, (laughs) and an exclamation mark for an I look like a positively regular first name because she has called her child Squire Sebastian Senator as a first name. Oh, what? Here we go. And she uh, she has come out and with a lot of vitriol because she got some backlash. And so this is what happened with her baby shower. I have a really important announcement to make. It brings me pain to have to tell you this, but I'm cancelling the event. I will text you soon if you're invited to my smaller, more inclusive party. At least here, no one will judge me. Why? Why am I doing this? Because you've been talking shit about my unborn baby. An unborn child, in caps. <laughs> How can you judge an unborn child? What is wrong with you? <laughs> to say this frankly, my friends and family have treated me like total shit. They've spread rumours and lies about my child. No, I am not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) P.S. I am not a crackpot. (laughs) Just as an aside, if you ever have to write the phrase, (laughs) no, I am not crazy, you have jumped the shark so hard. You've lost the battle. No, that's, that's it. Uh, no, I'm not crazy. No, I am not mentally unstable. There's the oh, kicker. No, the truck and trailer, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not drunk when I named my child. <laughs> Did this just turn into an FAQ section on a website? <laughs> it's the holy truth. Are you crazy? Insane. No, I'm not crazy. Are you mentally unstable? No. Were you drunk? No, I was not drunk. His name is Squire Sebastian Senator. That is that. Is that... Sorry. Sorry to butt in. You're about to find out. Okay. You cannot force me to change his name. This is the name I was meant to give him. No, this is not his full name. (laughs) Squire Sebastian Senator is only his first name. What? (laughs) Is it all hyphenated? Not hyphenated. (laughs) I love how that was literally the next thing. (laughs) This is how it will be. He will not be allowed to have a nickname. He is oh. to be called by his full and complete first name now and forever. Oh, my God. I never knew my family could be so judgmental. We come from a long-lasting family of both squires and senators. If you look back in our family tree, the survival of this clan is literally rooted in squiredom. <laughs> we are all related to senators, too. <laughs> this name conveys power. It conveys wealth. It conveys success. Oh, my God. It's it's almost done. My baby's name will be a revolution. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a call to action? Is there going to be a million-man march for this kid? (laughs) It will push people to question everything. Why why name your baby boring and overused names like Joshua, Brian, Sam, Nick, Mark, Bella, Marina, etc. When you can name it something special like Squire Sebastian Senator. (laughs) Oh my God. Squire Sebastian Senator will live a powerful, wholesome life. His confidence will not diminish simply because his name is out of the ordinary. Instead, he will be extraordinary. 
fuck you all, fake ass family. (laughs) (laughs) You won't get to be a part of my baby's life. And it's all because you had to judge him while he was unborn. Oh, my God. So the final question I have then, the one that, that, that is... That is really grating on me now. So he is now Squire Sebastian Senator. What is her last name? See, this is it's repressed. So right, um, suppressed. Sorry, she is repressed. <laughs> <laughs> this so ho- it's like so it's like Anderson or something. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be like Squire Sebastian Senator Smith. Yep. And so this is exactly why you know you see figures in history that just have a lot of abbreviated like letters in their names. Yeah, he's so like W E B Du Bois and like C C H Pounder, the actress. Sure. Uh, and you're like, this guy has to do that. Yeah. He but- has literally no other option because no one is going to say the full thing unless they're around his crackpot mother. Can you imagine how apoplectic his mum is gonna go <laughs> oh <my laughs> when God. when someone says Hey Seb. Hey SSS <laughs> or also SSS has some real dark shit about it. <laughs> if well, well, two S's does. Yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, so that is Trainwreck Trophy. You have wow. a choice between uh, Jaden with an eyes, <laughs> insane death threats to his local sheriff and all <laughs> cops who are against gun control to kill them with guns. The dead mayor, Chuck <laughs> Lamb, who's currently doing real well in the polls, or... The mother of incredibly poorly named Squire Sebastian Senator, who is definitely wasn't drunk when she named the child, and she ain't crazy. No, 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 no. Um, do you know what? I thought, by the way, mate, super strong. Thank super you. strong to start off. I was originally going to go Jaden with the at sign. Oh, he's, he's now the weakest. And I, and I assume his name eventually will only be Wingdings. No, his but name eventually will be Squire Sebastian Senator. It's a revolution. It's gonna get be, on board. It's gonna be a real revolution. It's gonna be a symbol like Prince. Oh, dear. Um, but I have to go with Squire Sebastian. It's Senator Smith's mother. So, oh, because it's not about him. Let's just make that abundantly clear. Absolutely, it's not about him. This kid is screwed. Yeah, for life. Even if he is the best bloke ever. Oh yeah, he will still not make up for the fact that his mum. Was crazy. Yeah. Was, was mentally unstable. <laughs> yeah. Was, was drunk. drunk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cue the music. You suck. Forgot that that wasn't really music. <laughs> More just an aggressive <laughs> wedding singer sound grab. <laughs> but I love it. It is so apt for Trainwreck Trophy. Oh, oh, that one especially. <laughs> that one especially. So, mate, we, at the end of last year. No. We, no, look, I'm not, at the end of last year, well, not last year, it was almost, it was 2017, my God. So we had our live shows at uh, at the end of 2017. We did a popular vote, Poos in the News. Uh, we decided the fate of it there. The people wanted it to be so, but we had a chat away from that and we said, look. Statute of limitations. Statute of limitations. It's too long. It was probably. It's for 15 months. It was probably a thing back then, but we've sort of made. The uh, made the decision to to not go forward with it, which is fine. Um, it's okay. I can let it go. It's totally fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Listen to the people dancing in the streets. They don't have to listen to your sordid 
sorry, stinky excuse for a segment anymore. Sure. Also, please tell your mother to stop writing me emails. <laughs> she can't. They're already pre-written. Yeah, and fine. scheduled. <laughs> Which means we move straight in to everyone's favourite. Well, a lot of people's favourite. One Star Reservoir. Cue the music. Yeah! I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. One star reservoir. Wow! Yes, it is One Star Reservoir. And again, everybody's favourite segment. You can't not love it. You, you physically can't. No. Every person that has come up to me, including uh, people that I know and love dearly, have come up to me and said, hey, how about you just do that? And I say, you know what? That is the worst backhanded compliment sandwich <laughs> I've ever received. Your mum is brutal. She sure is. <laughs> She's so brutal. All right. Well, I'm going to dive straight into it. Uh, it's the segment where we bring you three one-star reviews from the world of hotels, restaurants, aviation, literally Amazon, anything. literally anything, because everything can be reviewed, including first names. And I just want to say, thank you so much for doing your own intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're back. It won't be the first, <laughs> won't be the first or the last time cert- that, I let you, <laughs> that I let you down like this. Fuck. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. First one. The Georgian House Hotel in Glasgow, Scotland. <laughs> Headline. I'm already giggling because the UK sucks. Has, has been, it's, has, it's terrible. It's taking me to places that I haven't been in a long time. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm, I'm on tenterhooks here. Like a haggard, blood-stained blanket. <laughs> if, <laughs> it wraps around if you there is horribly. No, <laughs> if there is no blood-stained headboard, my God, oh. I'm going to put a bullet in your skull. <laughs> You can call me Aussie Nesovich. <laughs> All right. Headline. Worst experience of a hotel in the world. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> this hotel was the most incredibly bad experience I've ever had in my life. If you read through the reviews, you will see that they are very polarized. Either the manager, Brian, is amazing or he is Faulty Towers' evil twin. <laughs> Our experience was of the latter. We had booked and paid for a double room during St. Patrick's Day weekend, an extremely busy and booked out weekend in the city. Unfortunately, we were delayed in arriving due to hiking in the highlands and getting quite lost. My wife is a terrible navigator. (laughs) I phoned and left a message before 9pm saying we had arrived in Glasgow and were on our way. By the time we got to the hotel, it was 950 while I will admit it was silly not to have carefully checked the check-in time, which requires arrival before 9pm, I would never have imagined that we would be refused entry. <laughs> oh, wow. Aside, if you don't check it and then you rock up to a yeah. shitty motel and their front desk is closed, that is thoroughly on you. That is 110% on you. As we'll see as it goes on. Uh, when the manager finally answered our knocking... He refused us entry, told us he had sold our room to someone else and that he would call the police on us if we didn't get off his effing doorstep. (laughs) That is, by the way, number one, fair. Yeah. And number two, incredibly Scottish. (laughs) (laughs) Never in my life. 
in any continent that I've ever visited have <laughs> I experienced this sort of treatment. So this guy goes inside land. Where where is this person? It from? I'll, I'll t- I'll t- <laughs> <laughs> I left you hanging there. <laughs> <laughs> where well, is this person? Glasgow, obviously. No, where where are they from? No, well, where are they physically now? I tracked them. <laughs> Penrith. <laughs> we were unable to find another we were unable to find another hotel as every single hotel online was booked out. We spent the night in April on the park bench in the central oh, square. Shit. A memorable, although horrible experience. <laughs> so this person that is writing this. American. I'll give you three guesses as to where they're from. American. I need to know a more specific part of America. (laughs) California. They are indeed from California. (laughs) A jazzed up, pissed off (laughs) Californian (laughs) has encountered normal Scottish behaviour in Scotland (laughs) and is fucking pissed off. Oh, mate. People people need to learn consequences. Oh, straight up. All right. Second one. Headline says, cockroach infested, terrible policies. Amazing. Uh, this is The com- policies are cockroach infested? Uh, what, a, what a weirdly written <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Very bizarre grammatically. <laughs> um, it's, this is in Miami Beach, Florida. Oh, a gross. Pl- I already a, know this is going to be horrible. A place that has 207 reviews of which 135 are terrible. Oh, that, and that's one, isn't it? This is one. Yeah. Okay. As in uh, one, one star. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. My partner and I booked a night at this hotel. Gorgeous location, but the hotel was infested with cockroaches. What's worse is they refused to provide a refund. Now, this reads like the cockroaches were withholding the money. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a motel run We got by some bad girl. roaches. <laughs> Stab. <laughs> Then have a look at the pictures I uploaded. Those are the cockroaches I had to kill every time I turned off the lights. Okay. Can I, can I, can I just say, if no one has said, and I assume you're about to show me a picture of an American cockroach, I have, and, I, and this has been seared into my brain since the original Men in Black movie in the late 90s, American roaches are, look like armoured tanks. They look like miniature armadillos. Oh, they're fucking mental. Like that, that they, they are huge. They, they, they are look like the size of your fist. Oh yeah, um, which is why when I show you this picture, you are not going to feel anything but pure fear. <laughs> <laughs> these these roaches are absolutely insane. Check this out. Oh, oh, what? What? <laughs> is is that two of them? And then like, the, okay, so Gus has shown me this photo where there are two armoured tanks of, <laughs> of cockroaches <laughs> and surrounding them are about 50 baby cockroaches, which because they're babies, they're only the size of small toy cars. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is just a that uh, is a Lego a Lego set, including two full grown adults. Oh my god! Um, yeah, that's that's one of the more terrifying things that I've ever seen on TripAdvisor. Yeah, that we is are, gross. We're absolutely putting that up. All right, the third one. It wouldn't be the new season of shit show if we didn't have. A one-star review that included this headline. 
Bloodstained room. <laughs> yes. Filthy. Yes. This is a review of a hotel in Adelaide. Okay. This hotel was absolutely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> now I know that one of my linguistic countrymen has written, <laughs> this. has written this. We checked into the room and my friend burst into tears. There was blood legit all over the bedding and carpet. Oh my God. It was a crime scene. <laughs> Fresh or <laughs> dry. We approached the lady at the front counter and said it was dirty, who didn't seem to give a single fuck. <laughs> she wouldn't swap our room and was shocked when we said that we were not prepared to stay there because of the state of the room. We booked through whatif.com and paid 70 bucks for a single. Even for that rate, you expect it to be at least clean. We're told if we wanted a refund to talk to whatif.com. They were most unhelpful. It is, however, in the middle of the city. (laughs) So it's got a one star for everything. Except for location. Four stars for location. (laughs) But also three stars for business service. (laughs) People's method of rating is so bizarre. It actually, it reminds me like of this, uh, I was actually having a look um, online, um, doing a bit of research for, for my own stuff. Good. Uh, I'm glad that you actually took some time out of your busy schedule. No, no, thank you. Uh, and it reminded me of this, of this, this place up in, uh, in the Wit Sundays um, where uh, there, there were these cops driving around um, and then they actually got a, got a call in from, from a, a, a person, a member of the public. Um, and then it, it was called through on the on the dispatch radio. It was a uh, it was a code brown, uh, and then the cops <laughs> went over to a median strip, and this cabbie who uh, had had was literally just bent over taking a shit in the middle of this median strip in the Whit Sundays, pre-armed with toilet paper, uh, and oh. that is the actual story. That surprise poos in the news. Go oh. fuck yourself. <laughs> You thought it was dead. You thought it was dead, but it never truly dies. Poo's in the news. Play a weird thing that I sent you last night. Who can it be now? 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 And just like all of those angry letters that you sent to sportsmen that have disappointed you, that's why you told me not to open that thing. <laughs> that is exactly why I told you not to open it. By the way, just want to tell you as an aside, because now that we're here, the cabbie, I, when I was reading this, I was like, he's definitely 50 years old. 27. 27. Oh. He's younger than you and I. That's, that's just disappointing. There, $645 ticket. Should certainly be able to at least control his stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> until he finds a, a proper toilet. And you, right. know what I, you know what I couldn't control? The glee when I saw in your eyes, which were so puzzled, just being like, what is this and what relevance does it have to what I just did? Right. I'm, it's fine to do that this episode. <laughs> as a piss take. Fine. Do not do this epi- every ep. Fine. Okay. Just, just as long as we're... I promise. As long, don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is such a violation of trust. <laughs> I... I know that you think that I'm kind of joking, but if you look in my eyes right now... They are I'm, pretty stone cold. I'm very betrayed. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> All right. You and ain't that, my parents. <laughs> that takes us out of the segments straight into the main course, which is the shit show story time, 
which Rig has for us this week. I've seen you rapping away on uh, your laptop <laughs> for the last two hours <laughs> while we've been setting up. I hope it was not when you started doing the research <laughs> for this. <laughs> uh, time will tell. Go on. <laughs> right, so, mate, story time this week. It's from modern history. So Excellent. I mean, I say mod, it's modern for me. It's a, that's Not a, for you. That's you, a pleasant, you do, you do stuff change. that's like 15 years old. Yeah. Modern for me is like 20th century. Okay. Where, where because, this one takes place. Because you're a big fan of uh, a story from the 1700s. I'm a history buff. Yeah. It's okay. amazing. And crazy stuff happened back then. There were no rules. Great. 20th century? 20th century. What year are we? Super modern. It's 1917. Okay. okay. Delish. So we're in America. We're war. Uh, yeah. So something's been uh, coming to a slow boil in the world of politics. Uh, up until this point and, and during the day an election in 1916, uh, we had two sort of factions of politicians that had kind of been, I guess, sort of openly denying that, that a certain issue existed. Um, and that issue was, was people dancing the Charleston in dangerous areas like um, in traffic and on flagpoles. What? Um, no, that was just to throw you off the scent. That's 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 definitely not what what's going on. Oh, but I, I, I'm like, <laughs> this is going to be a real esoteric, bizarre one. <laughs> no, that, that was just a, that, that this was going to be one of rig specials. No, it was just to throw you off the trail. But no, staring at uh, Americans in the face is, is World War One, uh, obviously, which they enter in April of 1917. Um, so when the fighting rages on in Europe, we got these two factions of politicians going to war over something completely different from the war, which is jazz and its association with Satan. Is uh, No, hold on. No, I'm kidding again. Uh, I just <laughs> I just said that because I know you love both of those things equally. Yeah. Jazz and, and, of course, Satan. Satan. Yes, they're, they're, my, they're my two Great loves. equal <laughs> Libran hands. Jazz, your wife, Katie, the Dark Lord, <laughs> in that order. It's, can't they be the Holy Trinity? <laughs> No, so there's these these two factions, political factions. They have at it with the stresses that the that the war is putting on the country's economy and resources. One of these groups emerges victorious. So in December of 1917, <laughs> we could only imagine. Hail Satan! No, <laughs> in December of 1917, a constitutional amendment was passed by both parties in Congress. It required the ratification of at least 36 of 48 states. And after that finally happened in October of 1919. Legislation was passed enabling the change of constitutional law effective January 1st, 1920. This law... Are, are you speaking this quickly like you're doing the T's and C's on the end <laughs> of a radio ad because you've written 80 pages? Spoken by the Labour Government, Canberra. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm only doing that... You can't to, read to a 27-page political set- <laughs> thriller. I will fucking end you. There are so many units. <laughs> I'm about to read you the script for The Place Beyond the Pines. Um, oh. No. So the law becomes effective January 21st, 1920. This law, my friend, was prohibition. Ah, yes. But it does include jazz and the devil. <laughs> but this isn't about prohibition. Oh. I mean, like, it is. But it is, but it isn't. This is a real Just the Tip episode. <laughs> no, but I, I promise you. Okay. I promise you it goes deeper. Okay. Not Just the Tip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is and it isn't about prohibition. It's not about prohibition as a whole. The whole thing, uh, uh, <laughs> the whole thing was arguably a shit show in and of itself. But this aspect of it has pretty much been sort of taken out of the history books. Sure. So prohibition comes into effect in in 1920, as I mentioned before. Rather than get into the nitty gritty of the law and and do my job, alcohol is is pretty much illegal. Like it can't be made, sold, or transported. Good. 
this does not stop people drinking, though. Of course not. Even though the government has outlawed booze, people have a saviour. Criminals. The ones who actually care. (laughs) (laughs) The ones who are about and for the people. Thank you. Thank God for the criminals. Not all heroes wear whatever the opposite of capes are. (laughs) Surely flat caps. (laughs) Rags. (laughs) Uh, So, look, crime syndicates start popping up all over the joint and they start stealing industrial alcohol. So some people might be thinking, yeah, sure, they're just getting metho and putting it into Manhattan cocktails instead of bourbon because they think exactly like me, which is incredibly smartly. Which would definitely murder people. But actually, there's a fair bit that had to be done to, to make it to edible for humans y- and not yeah, kill them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Edible in drinking terms is potable. It'll be coming up a lot. Potable? Potable. Potable? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, um, is that, it pronounced that, potable? Potable. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some years earlier, for tax purposes, which we all know are the sexiest purposes to have, the US government started denaturing anything with alcohol in it. This sexy tax runaround involved putting weird chemicals into alcohol that was not intended for swallowing by humans. This sounds very poisony. This was so that blokes who were like making alcohol for paint yeah. and other stuff like that weren't getting their pants taxed off. Like they were Budweiser or Jack Daniels. Right. Because alcohol in its purest form has a lot of non-drinking purposes. Yeah, exactly. But or, by, or ethanol does. But by denaturing it, it wasn't classified as a potable spirit. Sure. So the paint man gets off. Okay, science Tax man. free. Let's just roll forward with the narrative. Told you tax was sexy. All of this meant <laughs> that for criminals, stealing the industrial alcohol, it, it, it wasn't enough, right? Because the crazy chemicals that were in there made sure the stuff was absolute razor blades as opposed to now where we have, you know, great stuff like Bundy OP and Bacardi 151. <laughs> Which, to be fair, sounds exactly like the stuff that you used to strip paint with in yeah. 1921. Yeah, exactly. They just gave it a, a really great name for the market. Yeah. Uh, just better branding, really. Viva la Cuba! Um, yeah, but like also, uh, in addition to this, it was poison. It could totally kill you. Sure. So what the criminals needed to do was you know, take the denatured liquid and renature it. So renature the industrial alcohol to make it potable enough to drink. So it's kind of just reversing the process. So the government ended up putting chemicals in so industrial alcohol couldn't be reused again. Yeah, and then and the, the criminals, criminals took are them just out. like, we are going to take these chemicals out of industrial alcohol and repurpose it for drinking. Just a this is a number of steps above most criminal behaviour. Like most criminal yeah. behaviour is I'm going to break into this house and steal everything and yeah. kill anyone that gets in my way. This is, I'm going to run a sophisticated science laboratory yeah. and uh, remove and, and cook the chemicals yeah. out of this. This this seems like it's a step uh, it's a step above cooking meth, considering it's the 20s. People were... They, they pe- didn't pe- have any of the available People science. were more enterprising back then. Not only did they, they make... They had to. Not only did they make those laboratories, they famously walked through five miles of snow just to do it. <laughs> But yeah, so the, crimi- the, the, the criminals needed to renature the industrial alcohol to make it potable enough to drink. Um, so like, much in the same way that like sitcom dads uh, get reverse vasectomies for lols in shows. That's such a long boat. Let's continue. 
But that's exactly what they did. They paid chemists, so they weren't actually doing it. So it wasn't like the people were doing a Tom Midgley and, you know, criminals taking periodic <laughs> tables out of their <laughs> front pockets and doing, you know, crazy shit with it. They were actually just paying paying chemists. Yeah, um, th- that, that was my next question was... How many of these previous grifters yeah. became pharmacists? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, they they paid chemists to uh, to take out the yucky so punters could do the sucky. I'm sorry, that's that's what I was tapping on the computer before. Remember though, when I said that prohibition didn't stop people drinking. Yeah, you remember that? I vastly underplayed that. Sure. Because if there was like a fire danger sign. Shit went from high, which is for some weird reason puzzling, puzzlingly only the second. It's the second. It's the, the second, second thing. Uh, this was now code red, which is evacuate your house and say goodbye to all your possessions. Yeah, because what had actually happened was alcoholism increased by three hundred percent as a result of prohibition. Well, people just because it, it was illegal, no one knew how long this was going to last. Right, so it's like people are just going to like, well, this is life now. So like. Every time people were drinking, it was like this could mad, be the last drink. Yeah, it could. It was like Mad Monday and a Bucks and a Hens and a Grand Final win rolled into one. Yeah, every time every you got single on the time you got on it. Yeah, uh, which which does raise a, a number of questions as to once again, not the last time that we're going to say this. Exactly what do governments think they're doing when they push people into the worst ever behaviour? Oh, I know. It's it's like it, oh, man. I, you, you'll hear how bad it gets. Yeah. So there was somewhere between 30,000 and 100,000 speakeasies in New York alone. So this is, Holy a, this, shit. This is a national law. Yeah. So this is just in New York. What? Yeah. And I'm talking like, I mean, this is like the classic speakeasy, like where, you know, you could, you know, get arrested it's, and it's stuff a, like that. It's, it's, not, a broom, it's a broom closet and moonshine. Yeah. It's not walk through an Asian family's rec room and give a password through a phone booth to get in and pay $24 for a cocktail. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's, it's legit. Yeah. And so people, I would like those bars to be shut down by the way. Well, I'm really disappointed. I just gave you my business plan. <laughs> I, so people, people are on the piss, but look, it's not all fun and games. Like it's, well, it's yeah, it's not fun and games. It's it's the opposite. It's it's poison and death. Yeah. So <laughs> people people are going it's quite hard. the opposite. People yeah. are going hard on things that they do not care whether they are going to harm them or not. Yeah. So like, but so with any plucky criminal now able to create alcohol, the number of poisonings and deaths start to rise, as you can imagine. But these people are mostly poor because the rich white honkies who I hate so much <laughs> can. Av- <laughs> Can can afford the, the the good stuff. Yeah, sure. And I've just, I mean, people can't see me doing that. I cannot do these bunny it, it, ears do with it, my fingers. Doing the quotation marks. I, with I cannot fingers. do it any more exaggeratedly because the good stuff is literally a step above deadly poison. <laughs> so it's, it's it's the skull and crossbones, but it's just one bone missing. <laughs> so it's still mostly the skull. A has, skull it still has half skin bones. on its face. <laughs> it's like the end scene out of Terminator Two. <laughs> just may kill you. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, people are dying into the politicians. Uh, it's starting to look like prohibition isn't working. So people are, are crying out to for the government to act. And boy, do they fucking what? I reckon that is a good a time as any with your eyes wide like this to chuck it over to an ad. <laughs> Ever have to get big red stain off clothes? What about the red stain off carpet? Or red stain on glove and inside of car? If you do, Clawflex is best laundry dust. I use all times in my line of work. 
All red stain come out always with Clawflex. My name, Dave, and I use Clawflex all time because it's best. Clawflex laundry dust. Use it and no questions. Well, there it is. Our first sponsor. <laughs> Clawflex. <laughs> best laundry dust. <laughs> Thank you so much for waiting. <laughs> Back to the story. So we're now in 1926. So Prohibition has been in effect for six years. So oh, people have people been are dying. Belted. People are belted and have been and dying yeah. for six years. So with crime rising and people dying, President Calvin Coolidge, who was a teetotaler, by the way, so it was super <laughs> fun at parties. <laughs> who had no idea what everybody was doing. It was like, what is there? Like, I, I never needed booze to have fun. He's literally every baby boomer right now in New oh, South Wales. That's insane. Um, so he decides to bring in the big guns. Government chemists who had become more bold with their denaturing of alcohol. So it was the job of these government chemists to add ingredients to industrial alcohol that could not be renatured by the criminal chemists. Which is, again, just going to kill more and more people. That's kind of kind of the point. Ugh. So it's kind of almost like a weird, scared, straight program. Oh, my God. Yeah. So over the course of 1926... These government chemists put into industrial alcohol the following ingredients to stop people drinking. You are going to love this. First off, you may remember this guy from your thermometer, mercury. Oh, no. Ever miss that sweet car taste? No worries, because there's gasoline in the alcohol. (laughs) Not flammable enough for you? Try kerosene. kerosene. Yeah. Hopefully Hopefully this didn't remove stuff inside people like it did on the outside. It's acetone or nail polish remover. Nothing's as good at preserving brains in jars and apparently quenching your thirst quite like formaldehyde. formaldehyde. And finally, it puts the blackout in blackout drunk chloroform. Oh, God. This is a list of absolute lethal substances. But it, but also, it sounds exactly like what uh, I've been told by many government ads is in every ecstasy pill. <laughs> It, here's, but, a, here's a picture of the worst toilet ever. <laughs> this is where your pills come from. I'm like, <laughs> I don't take pills, but this seems like a cover-up. Yeah. But see, it, it was a laundry list of horrors going oh. into this stuff. Everything the government chemists put into alcohol on that list I just read out was successfully renatured to some degree by chemists working for the criminals. Okay. So Same every, chemists? I assume they'd just be taking two paychecks. I, I, I couldn't actually find whether they were like separate. They wore different colours. One red, one blue, like Bloods and Crips. But <laughs> <laughs> two different coats. Red lab coats, blue lab coats. Uh, yeah, but if government chemists put ether in it, you know, criminal chemists would get it out. It literally didn't matter. So... It was tit for tat back and forth the whole time. It's a tennis match of pharmacy. Yeah, and it has since come to be known as the chemist's war. That's that's what this whole thing is called. Oh, uh, no. So all of this is going on until late 1926. The government chemists make a breakthrough. They find out that the criminal chemists couldn't renature methyl alcohol, which was incredibly toxic, because it was too closely bonded to ethanol, which is drinking alcohol. Sure. So they dialed the methyl alcohol to 10% of total product. Right. So the government are doubling down hard. How many people are dying at this point? I'll get there. The government gets the word out there that the industrial alcohol is poison. Do not drink it. You will die painfully. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Gus, I think you know what the people did knowing full well what the consequences were. <laughs> this super booze could be gone tomorrow. Let's drink it. <laughs> <laughs> but look, all, all people, all people, all people, <laughs> all people, all people, and people as well. Everyone in the papacy. All people are like this, though. It reminds me of like a, a story with my brother when I was playing PlayStation with him when we were kids. And I said, there was, a, there was a package that came to the door for my mother. She wasn't home. I said, go and get the package. He's like, no. I was like, if I have to go get that package, I'm going to come back up here and I'm going to punch you in the head. <laughs> I think I know exactly how this played out. I go down. I get the package. I come there, back up there, and I yep. punch him in the head. And yeah. he's like, what was that for? Motherfucker, you know what it was for. This, you, you somehow have put yourself in the same shoes as the government during Prohibition. You know... And you are as responsible. You know the consequences. Don't ask me why shit like this is happening. Terrible analogy, but like... Terrible. Thank you. But the, <laughs> you want another one? The results of this government experiment was like ejaculating for the first time. Brutal and immediate. <laughs> Got your back. <laughs> the body count rises sharply. In fact, to illustrate how bad it was, here's a hospital report written into a narrative form by, uh, by this author for an article on the topic. It was Christmas Eve 1926. The streets aglitter with snow and lights when the man, afraid of Santa Claus, stumbled into the emergency room at New York City's Bellevue Hospital. He was flushed, gasping with fear. Santa Claus, he kept telling the nurses, was just behind him wielding a baseball bat. Before hospital staff realised how sick he was, the alcohol-induced hallucination was just a symptom. The man died. So did another holiday partygoer. And another. As dusk fell on Christmas, the hospital staff tallied up more than 60 people made desperately ill by alcohol and eight dead from it. Within the next two days, yet another 23 people died in the city from celebrating the season. Oh. Medical professionals... And we thought road deaths were bad. Yeah. Medical professionals publicly called for the government to stop the program. There were articles littered across the front pages saying that the government was killing its own citizens. Yeah, correct. That's what they were doing. Would you like to know what changed? Uh, they put more in or they just put a skull and crossbones on it? Here's where our story takes a real turn. Nothing. Ah, Nothing changed. <laughs> They're literally murdering people. The chemist's war officially ended when prohibition was repealed. Seven years later, in 1933... But sources say it would forcefully, again with the bunny ears, won by the government in 1926 when all this went down. But do you want to know what a win looks like? Approximately 10,000 people dead oh, from drinking poison. That's insane. That, that's, that is way, way more people than have died in America during pretty much any other government endorsed time like outside of wars and and that has to be the worst thing an american government's done to its people and the fucked up thing is right because like all political stuff ups and cover-ups it just stopped getting talked about it just it literally just slowly faded away like tears in the rain it was just jesus it it just it went to nothing can you imagine the first week after prohibitions repealed and people just going into a bar being like um is the booze still poison (laughs) (laughs) like your first drink i've actually seen you you might have actually said in in uh, a lot of bars in sydney actually weirdly enough i've seen these photos of people who uh it's literally the first day that prohibition had been repealed and people were in bars and everyone's just like you know doing the doing the twist and the charleston and 
you know, on flagpoles, ha- hailing Satan, listening to jazz, yeah. and and just getting sloshed, and they're having the best time, and it's just like, yikes, yeah, like your best friend might have died doing this a week ago, exactly, like it, it's it is that close in, but it really does hammer home. That people are just the worst. People suck. Yeah, really terrible. But in this one, the government sucks harder. Yeah, that is, that's a really fresh one to start on. (laughs) Really (laughs) fresh. (laughs) Episode one, government. What's worse than than people? A group of people governing other people. (laughs) And poisoning and killing them. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. I, I, I still reckon your best case scenario there would have been Three chemists total. They work for both sides, and then they just put in the stuff that they know can be easily synthesized out the other side. No one dies. Everyone gets paid. Yeah, <laughs> everyone makes sweet bank. <laughs> the government can say to their constituents, "Cool, well, we're doing a really, really solid uh, duty here with this prohibition thing," and no one ends up in hospital shitting out their ears. <laughs> Each group goes goes to a draft like the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> takes the top chemists the top in chemists. the country. Okay, so that's how it should have played, <laughs> is that you've got Team Crims, <laughs> Team Gov. <laughs> they both come to the Superdome yeah. and they sit at a desk with the first pick, Gov picks Florence Nightingale. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well played, mate. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, do you know what? It's a fucked up one to start on, oh, but one that the people need to hear, <laughs> especially <laughs> in this climate. No, I'm not getting I'm getting off this soapbox real quick. If it, I just thought it was super fucked to read. The Australian government would never do that. I, I want to make, make that very clear because they would wipe out the whole country <laughs> in three days. <laughs> If they had super booze <laughs> that killed you when you drunk it, the whole of Australia... Apart from children, would be dead. Isn't that weird though? Like getting your affairs in order before going to the pub to the for pub. a sesh. <laughs> All right, I'll pick. Updated you- my will. <laughs> well, no one's saying I'll pick see you up. You, see you later, love, <laughs> or not. <laughs> so bad. Uh. All righty. Well, that brings us to the end of the app, which means uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us and something that we're doing this uh, this season, which is very very. Uh, close to our hearts because mm. we are the people's show and we love to have as much input from our listeners as possible. We will be running this season people's shows. They yep. are going to be completely user-driven. They're going to uh, have content all the way through from train wrecks, through one stars, uh, through story time. We'll release different uh, themes uh, so that you can send in different pieces of content. Um, and that way we'll have people into the studio Put on some beers and we'll record the app live. Yeah, people, give us your train wrecks. Give us your story times. Lend us give your us, ears. Give us your one stars. Give us your sick and wounded. Just send everything <laughs> through to us. Hit us up on Facebook. Just literally search Shit Show or hit us up on Instagram at Gus and Rig or send us an email, shitshow.au at gmail.com. If you want to be anonymous, you can be anonymous. That's totally fine. Just let us know. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys.
Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-